in a world of video stores and late fees. When movies ain't what they used to be, one podcast will change the world. They will embark on a journey to look at the good and bad movies from the golden era of home video. And things are about to get nostalgic. The VHS will rise and screaming will fall. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dave, this has got to be the worst promo I have ever heard. No, it isn't. If you're going down the route of the video trailer, man, Dave, I want a training montage. Coming soon on a podcast near you. If you listen to one podcast this week, then you're probably listening to Joe Rogan. But if you've exhausted all of the podcasts, then the VHS Strikes Back is one to try. to another episode of Chris and Dave's Routy Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host, I'm very good friend, he's Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK Series 7, Episodes 29 and 30. The final episodes, Chris. The reunion, dinner party, and kind of commitment ceremony. Where would you <laughs> like to start today? Well, a big apologies because we've had so many people asking where we are, but it's been Jordan's birthday this week, so we couldn't record. I didn't want to commit. They want to mess you about, and I certainly didn't want to mess Jordan and Sam about by saying, I'm just podcasting and we were doing <laughs> things. So that wouldn't have uh, gone down very well. So I do apologize, guys, but we're here. And, I, oh, Dave, I have been so excited to speak to you. You know, we've got the end of maths now, episode 29 and 30. Fucking hell. So, so I think... For me, it's got to be Whitney and Matt. You know, there's been so much time wasted on these two, which for me is completely unwarranted. This first episode, we get nearly half an hour about their relationship or the fact that, unbelievably, Dave, I know you were actually quite upset by this, but they're not together, Dave. So what do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) I am flabbergasted. I mean, I, I did actually go back and, and listened, and, and I'm sure you said they'd stay together, um, whereas I said there'd be a holiday romance. Um, mm. Yeah, so the radar was a bit off there. No, actually, I, I didn't go back. I, I, I think we both might have said that. And I, I just thought there was a small chance because, I mean, he's fake as fuck. And, yeah. and I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time on him today. But we'll try and make sure we, we speak about the other couples as well. So, yeah, when, when they came in, I mean, it was still very raw. And I, to be honest, you know, I think Whitney's been horrid throughout this whole series. And she's shown absolutely no empathy or she just doesn't give a fuck about anyone apart from herself and Matt. And she seemed genuinely upset by it. He just didn't give a toss. I think he'd had his time in the camera. He turns up like a fucking chimney sweep and shorts. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me, mum. Nah, it's not. It's not, mate. Um, and we know, Chris, just from, you know, reports in the media, from what other people have said, because this was shown at 8 o'clock, I mean, there was no real explanation, was it? It's just, oh, we're no. going to show this at 8 o'clock. There's been some rapid re-editing gone on. 
and basically they've chopped this down to sanitize it before the watershed. And for those of you listening outside the UK, nine o'clock is a big cutover in the UK. It's basically before that is when you expect the kids to be up. And after nine o'clock, it's not quite anything goes. You know, it's not um, switch on the Dutch channels or whatever back in the day. <laughs> but, Maybe you for know, you, Dave. But... Things can be of a more adult theme, you know. So things can be of more a sexual theme, of a violent theme, a bit, bit more swearing and what have you. So nine o'clock is kind of a big deal in the UK. It's a bit of a nonsense because most people stream nowadays anyway, but that, that is how it is. So moving it to eight o'clock, everyone knew it would be toned down anyway. But it does sound like it's almost an excuse to tone it down, you know? And from what we've heard around, you know, some of the goings on from certain people there, Matt, um, apparently it was, it was a fucking absolute shit show, massive car crash, but then it all just got cut down. Now the thing, the thing that is puzzling me, Chris, actually there's a lot that's puzzling me, but why did they give them Matt and Whitney such a generous edit? All this shit is shot way before we see it. So they know well before you know, they show the the final commitment ceremony where Matt said his apologies and walked off. The episode before that was still done way in advance. So why did they spend so much time building them up like this couple that we should all love? And, and we don't. I don't get it. Just cut the fucker out of the edit, the whole edit. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I don't get it. He, he must be, and I, and I mentioned it. Me and you were chatting, and we said it on Discord as well. Is he must have some sort of relationship with someone on the production, or he's a friend of the experts? And we'll get onto them fucking bellends as well. But I, I genuinely don't get it. They've absolutely given basically a Jack's edit of Love Island and all the stuff that come out mm. about Jacks after he left was a fucking disgrace. We're given this fairy tale story that he, he's had to go for his mental health and blah 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 that fucker has been horrible to people when he got out of the actual the villa and him and uh fucking luca bist who fucking sucks off fish they were all fucking being horrible to everyone they were yeah and uh, what what I have a real I was laughing at the name, not the yeah, I know, yeah, no, I know you <laughs> was. I couldn't think what I said. He's a <laughs> fucking fish face, fuck face, fucker, as all well, like that. I said, but but what what's got my goat up here is me and you. You know, we we you see things on social media, and yes, we all have our biases on these shows with who you like, who you don't like. We me and you see things differently. We contestants and that. But what's really getting my back up, Dave? That the situation with Matt and we have seen stuff firsthand from contestants on the show that were there who've spelt a lot, spilled a spelt, they spilled a lot of tea. They can't spell tea day before, but they, they spilled a lot of tea over the last couple of days. And it looks like Matt has got the full on mental health edit, which for me, I am fucking livid with Dave because I'm sick to death of seeing this. Matt has been, disgusting even what we've seen he's been disgusting and i've tried not to say it because it's it once you say it and it's out and we're nobody we're not like you know it's going to be in the fucking papers or anything but i'm going to say it now once and for all he's a bully 
He's an arrogant bully who is only in it for the fucking media clout. And everything he's done on this show has been a disgrace. And it looks, reading between the lines, that the way he character assassinated Gemma by pulling her apart at every indiscretion and saying all these things about, yes, Gemma was crude and everything. I'm not defending that. However, that girl didn't deserve what he did. And he character assassinated her. And also, I think that's what he's done to Whitney, reading between the lines. He's, I've got to grow. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Mm. Fucking 35 minutes on that first reunion episode on them two. And I'm sorry, he's not worth the fucking airtime. And there's something going on here, and I can't put my finger on it. But I was living, Dave. I was just like, why are you going down this route? By the sounds of it, he was a complete twat at the reunion part, mm. especially with Sophie. And it's a disgrace to me. And and honestly, the fucking experts, they're not experts, they're celebrities. They are just presenters. And it felt very Laura Whitmore in the way that they just passed off his bad behaviour like it was fucking nothing. Oh, I've been dying to talk about this, Dave, and offload, but what a fucking cock he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I can tell. Um, but like you say, he's played the mental health card. He said about what, the stuff that's going on was it his mom or yeah his mom yeah yeah okay so i mean if they'd have shown everything i think there's probably a line even for reality tv isn't there yeah they're like if it goes too far off like australia love island season one where there was obvious scrapping and they cut a lot of it but you could still see the start of it and you could see the end when everyone's clothes are ripped and they look like they're in the Flintstones or something, you know, and you're like, oh, they've been scrapping there. We haven't seen that since. So they're obviously, you know, there is a line for how much drama they'll show, even though they know that's how they get the ratings and everything. But so I can get not showing all of that and being kind to him in the edit because you want to, you know, if something went wrong down the line, you don't want to be... Uh, you know, accountable for having contributed for something going wrong down the line. But why have him so much in the fucking show? And also, again, all this shit, all this behavior, this toxic fucking masculine behavior has, has obviously been there for a while. Like I say, way before we saw it. So wh- I don't understand why they couldn't just cut him out the show cut all his involvement, they've got enough material on the other couples. I I don't understand that. But the third thing I don't understand, Chris, is why the fuck did they paint the picture that all the problems were with Gemma in that relationship when they first got together? Because they made it out like it was just her relentless, vulgar comedy, like sexual comedy. That was the problem. And honestly, that is how it looked. And I, I remember saying and laughing at the time. It's like, you know, come on, just give it a rest. Yeah, yeah okay, I'll give it a rest. Get your dick out. You know, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of <laughs> yeah. like, that, that's how it was edited. But I, I just don't believe that. So why did the Married at First Sight production team actually paint it that way? So that we think, oh, fucking hell, okay, I can see where Matt's coming from here. Whereas he, he is this toxic bully. It, it just it makes no sense to me. But I do think, Chris, that there is a, a running theme throughout this. I think there is a misogyny with this program and this production team, to be honest. 
Because it's not just in evidence here, it's in evidence with other couples as well. Yeah, I think you're right, Dave, because watching that, I have my jaw on the floor. You can see that Gemma, no matter what Matt says, she's fuming. She's She's got the scars, some of the stuff she said, and I'll let people go and find that stuff. It's, it's there on social media. You know, the, the stuff that's come out, it's like, wow. You know, like, wow. And the production team have just let this go. You know, fucking Mel's there smiling. Paul's there. Oh, it's fucking great, man. You know, it's like, these, these are nothing. It's great. It's great that you, uh, what, what was it he said just before Matt? You know, he said his apologies. It was in the final episode, wasn't it? He said his apologies. And, and Paul with his big fucking shit eating grin there saying, Oh, yeah, you know, it's good that you, uh, recognize your faults and, you know, you can grow from there. In other words, well done, you. No. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> that really fucking agitated me, to be honest, Chris. That th- there was no need for like a big fucking smiley face and not holding him to account again cut him out the fucking edit if anything to show him for what he is the fucking worst option is to send him off like he's been a naughty little boy and like well done you i think this is a learning moment (laughs) fuck off off. and and you know, they're, they're watching different things. And what makes me laugh is the experts. You know, Matt's been horrible and just been, he's, he's been that alpha bellend. And they just pass it off like, oh, tensions are a bit high. No, this guy is a fucking bully and you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing. You're not holding him accountable. And I know we're talking about the first reading episode because obviously the Sophie situation, I was like, wow, Jonathan's mm. been a fucking dick. Yeah, he was, he was cringing he was like oh no you know and, and they were chatting and everything and 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 jonathan just sits there and does nothing i know they're not together and and sophie's still got some affection towards him mm. she's sort of laughing about it now but matt's just like fuck off and then Gemma said hang on you were slating these people and he and he just he yeah. cannot take anything and, and what has annoying me dave is members of that cast, including people like Zoe and that, who apparently Matt was cutting her hair, they were friends, and he was saying that we're all in this for the fucking celebrity status, which we can see that because now he's fucked off with Marilise out of the last series, apparently, yeah, on yeah. holiday, and he's seen her um, talk about... Shocker, Mark, yeah. yeah, I know, another Zed fucking list of Dave, you know what I mean? So it's like, they've all got some form of... Not PTSD, but they've all got battle scars from Matt and not been able to express mm. themselves. Zoe was the best person who's tackled Matt because she stood no shit. But I'm, pl- I'm sure there's plenty of times where she's had to keep her mouth shut because she cannot believe it. So, yeah, I, I just felt, I felt this series that it's fantastic TV. And me and you, have, you know, we're talking about it. It draws everybody in and people are like, oh my God. But there's plenty of people on our Facebook page, on Discord. Uh, we've had emails loads of people who don't listen to us but on social media you put maths in and loads have said i've turned off and loads of people have tackled me mainly paul and i'm not saying that paul should get all the shit i know we've you know we've we've singled him out not singled him out but we've we've actually spoke to him you've spoke to him on twitter haven't you i'd love you to talk about that if you don't mind but tweeting back and forth tweets back and forth no but You've got a response because I didn't get a response because I said you need to be better, you know, this and thing. And it's nice that he'll engage with people, but he has 
put himself out there and said that in six months' time, he's happy to come back. But he wants to reveal what they got wrong at the end of this. Well, it's been a few days now, Paul, so let's hear the things that you've promised. You know, he, he's openly agreed with people who've said you've got this wrong. The people on the show are disgraced. You don't watch any of the other things other than the dinner party, and it just doesn't work with what's going on this episode, this this series. So I'm happy to, to say to Paul, we've both praised Paul over the time. He's so smooth and class, but this last mm. couple of weeks... Not just him, all the judges have let themselves down because they've just let, allowed bad behaviour, and that is not right. Yeah, and I think it was over the whole Whitney and Matt thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you yeah. Know, because when it all unfolded, 95% of people were like, what the fuck are you doing? And the way you're blowing smoke up their ass, you know, it's just, it's just fucking wrong. You're rewarding that bad behaviour. What the fuck is going on? I think that was the thing he said, hold me to account for. I've not seen any response to that but it's funny chris because you messaged him from your personal account whereas i messaged him from the cd account i think paul might be a listener you know <laughs> i think he might be i think he might be sat at home fucking stewing with a dartboard of me and you or at least a logo <laughs> fucking throwing it like you fucking assholes <laughs> in your fucking ass so um yeah, because he, he didn't respond to your, your sort of personal account, did he? But within minutes... So so there were two tweets, Chris, and I, I thought, we're a bit shit at social media, aren't we? So it yeah. popped onto our Twitter, and I was just having a look for some of the chats. It was in the adverts. And then I think someone had uh, written something to Paul that, like, you know, the couples are an absolute joke in this uh, <laughs> in this series. You know, they're all splitting up. Now, I think it was misinterpreted because what I responded to this person and subsequently Paul was, I think I put something like uh, great couple zero, uh, great messy drama one, <laughs> something <laughs> like that, you know, doing the old football scores sort of thing. But, but, you know, the undertones, we love the drama, but obviously I didn't explicitly state that. Now, I think he took it badly. Uh, because he replied, false. You know, Zoe and Jenna are still together. <laughs> I just had a little chuckle because I thought, it did cross my mind, Chris, to respond back and, and say, well, if we're keeping scores, actually it's couples one, uh, you know, fucking non-couples nine or something, whatever the amount of couples yeah. it is. Um, but I thought, no, no, I'll, I'll just let him stew that. But I'm sure we'll come back to Matt and Whitney uh, a bit later, but if we switch over to Jordan and uh, Shanita, I, I, we've said for a little while now, haven't we, there's something off about Jordan. Now, what seemed to come across, again, it's all edited, we know it's edited, but what screamed out of the TV, Chris, was that basically, after the show's finished, Jordan's just pretty much ghosted her. Just yeah. said, you know, done nothing, no real excuses or anything. Almost just like, I can't be arsed anymore. And I didn't appreciate how Paul, both in the series, uh, both in the last episode and then Unveiled was on after. He was like, you know, I still hold out hope for these two. I'm like, why are you fucking trying to push these back together? He has literally fucking ghosted her completely disrespectful 
we've said all along, you know, he is he is a bit immature. He just shows that. It's not her fucking job to wait around for him to mature. So, you know, I, I, what did I put? I, I, I think I responded. I said something about um, not appreciating, you know, if I'd have known you were going to put the spotlight, I'd have actually checked it. But hold on. Let me do this, Chris. Add a bit of hold music. You do well. Didn't say stop. Here we go, Chris. I can actually do it justice now. So I put wow. Paul trying to convince Shanita to take back Jordan after being treated with utter disrespect. Hashtag maths unrevealed. (laughs) <laughs> unveiled even, not fucking unrevealed. <laughs> he said, he's responded. Again, uh, can't quite see here. Doesn't have the times, but it was pretty fucking quick, Chris. And he says, I'm not going to do the accent because uh, I've not been practicing like someone else. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he says, I heard they've been back together since we filmed this weeks ago. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> So I'm like, right, fucking yes, I do. Sometimes it's better to walk away with, after that amount of disrespect, take those lessons into the next relationship. And then I signed off. Happy to reconvene on that in six months. And then he's responded, Chris, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I need to jump in on something there. Fantastic, by the way, that you got this. Paul doesn't know who the fuck he's messing with, Dave, because you are uber organized uber on the ball and also you will not fucking look you will not forget in six oh, months in because some, calendar, oh no it is it's the 18th so, of april i, <laughs> I was fucking crying going oh paul you have fucked right up because i know exactly who you're going to be tweeting on the 18th of april day next year because as soon as i saw it i'm pissing myself going oh paul you fucked up, my friend. You were fucked up by saying that. Because he's thinking, these fuckers are not going to be here in six months fucking tweeting me. Well, Paul, if you are listening, you are in for a fucking big, big well, shock, my friend. Steady, steady on. <laughs> <laughs> not in a, in a bad way, but you, but you won't forget that. You won't no, forget. No, definitely I, not. That's what I meant. Not in a bad, not like, we're coming after you, Paul. You know, not like that. I just mean... You, the challenge has been set, Dave, and you will always rise to the challenge, my friend. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this because I thought it was brilliant. I was like, oh, dear me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a much, much bigger Twitter following, Chris. We've got, uh, what have we got, about 200? He's got uh, 112,500 followers. But interestingly, only two likes for that post. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, honestly, I, I think that was yet another example of this weird kind of misogyny going over. It's not a fucking woman's job to hang around to, you know, a bloke matures. And honestly, I, I feel to my core, he's massively fucking disrespected her there. You cannot come back from that. He's got to fucking grow up, but it should be a closed door. Shanita shouldn't fucking let him back in. No, and if he, Paul I- is right that they are back together. I would just be massively disappointed and quite happy to revisit that in six months. But I don't think, again, I just don't think it's a woman's job 
to fucking hang around for the for the bloke to to mature and like decide that oh yeah oh you know what I I am into it because you know when Duca's like speaking to you I don't I don't really like that so I don't want you but I don't really want anyone else to have you either. No, it's, it's unbelievable. You're right, and I, I'm with you. I, I just put like I think Joe's been a bell end, and then he got a little bit jealous, Dave, when Duca was like, "Oh, so you're single then?" Oh, righty. Next minute, he sits between him, Dave. It's yeah. like, oh, so you don't want her, but you don't want anyone else to have her as well. So I'm that almost, that almost convinced that was almost word for word what I said. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> don't fucking write that was me that... in your diary. <laughs> 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 was that one of those moments where we both of us do it? We just zone out when the other one. I got told off about that by Sam. Sam said that. She said, I can tell what you two haven't been listening. And you know what I did the other day? Sam was saying something, and I just said the most generic response ever, Dave. You know, like one, something where I wasn't listening, I was on my phone or whatever, and I just literally said, I can't want, I just said some like word. And she just turned around and went, you're not even fucking watching this, are you? are not even listening. You've just said that because you think that'll get you out of the fucking question that I'm asking you're not listening. And then we both just started pissing ourselves laughing and I went, I've got no excuse. Went, I can hear it all the time on the podcast for you and Dave because she obviously she knows us so She's like, you can tell, he said, it's mainly you than Dave, but I can tell when you both do it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And then you say the same thing the yeah. person just said before. Yeah. yeah, I've done it a few times as well. It's usually but, when I'm trying to read something like yeah. while you're talking. And I can hear that you're talking, but and then it's only when I'm listening back in the edit, I'm like, yeah, I just fucking repeated the same thing pretty much. <laughs> but you know what I want to talk about, Dave, as well? I want to talk about on these shows, right? Obviously, the first episode was the film months ago, and it's a journey. And we know off Lara that her and Richie's journey was like two weeks in the show, but it was a month's worth of filming. So obviously, mm. the other contestants who've been there to the end, it's been about three months, I'd say, roughly. And then you've got the reunions and all. So it's a long process of keeping your mouth shut. You're not allowed to say anything. This show comes out. It's already wrapped for them, but they're going along with it every night, and they're talking about the show and all that. I love on these shows where they come into it and they're nothing and they come in and it's like, yeah, I want to find love. And they're dressed, you know, they've probably gone and got a few nice outfits from fucking guys might have gone to say, I don't know, River Island or Zara or in my case, probably fucking Primarni, Dave. You know, they've gone and bought some newer clothes to look a bit nice and all that. We get to the final and these fuckers have gone full on. I'm fucking Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie because... <laughs> Matt comes in dressed as a fucking 1950s schoolboy with them fucking shorts on that were from when he was about 12. And fucking Richie comes in with fucking Crocodile Dundee's fucking leather pants on. <laughs> I was like, oh, you fuckers have gone full on Z celebrity. I'm going to go to even the opening of a fucking letter because they're going to be on every Z list fucking show from here until fucking Christmas, Dave. They're going to be on everything. And Richie's pants, Jesus Christ, Dave, was he was sweating his fucking bollocks off on that chair. They were classics. <laughs> you know, all I could think about was friends. You know, when yeah, Ross gets Ross his leather pants. The towel. <laughs> and Chandler's like, Ross, Tom Jones called, he wants his pants back. <laughs> <laughs> 
think this was filmed on like the hottest day of the year, Dave. I think you can see these backs back um these shots of the crew when they were filming it and they've got fucking shorts and vests on. He's got full on leather pants, crooking crocodile dundee, unbelievable. Yeah, they're just trying to wring the last few pips out, aren't they, of oh. fame, but but you know, Chris. Again, it was so explosive, apparently, and it was all going off, and we didn't fucking get to see it. I want hashtag release the dickhead cuts. I want to see this stuff. <laughs> but apparently, it was getting so bad to try and distract people. This is like something out of fucking oh, no. this, right? So apparently, and I've got this from various like Instagram lives and stuff. Lara just stood up, got her boobs out. To distract everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no, not smoking the bandit. Like cannonball run. Cannonball run. Something. Cannonball run. Yeah. <laughs> I know that, isn't it? But, you know, fucking didn't get to see that either. Well, you know, you know, most men are a sucker for a pair of boobs, Dave. Everyone would have stopped arguing and gone, oh, right. I don't know if it works, but um, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, we spoke to Lara, and Lara's like so outgoing and friendly and funny, and she's definitely had a bad edit, Dave, because they've shown nothing. And that fake fucking Richie's going, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't get together with someone. I'm like, okay, mate, you're still not being fucking Darren Osborne's stepdad on Hollyoaks, so don't fucking carry on, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, fuck off. The problem is, I mean, you and I like a joke, and even when we're not recording, you know, we'll ring each other up and have lots of jokes and stuff. But in that environment, if you got and you were paired up with the female version of David Brent and then straight away it's like, go get the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would spend most of your time just being like, what the fuck is going on? You know, you'd yeah. be more you'd be more Tim from the office, wouldn't you, than anything else. Just like looking at the camera like, am I really here like what is going on here so yeah i think it was a bad edit but i think it was just a bad situation as well yeah i i just think the whole thing was a fucking farce wasn't it dave i mean even like you know kwame again kwame in case she cannot oh. stand him she cannot stand him dave like like she's had so much time to reflect and i thought he come in and and Straight away, ah, oh, you look sexy. And it's like, oh, and, and you could see her skin crawling, couldn't you? She was like, oh, mate, just fucking stop. There's nothing there for you. Don't do it. She has just gone, she's gone past the point of like, we're friends to like, I fucking hate you. And there's just nothing between them now. No, and I think it's, it's pretty much predictable, isn't it? You know, she's she's gone through this process. She's tried as much as she can to make it work. But then probably on reflection and definitely after seeing it, you know, again, I don't think it was shown when they did the whole reunion, but Jesus Christ, I mean, just thinking back to how he was. And the fact is, you know, she was looking for that affection for, for a long part of the process and he gave her absolutely nothing. And then once he's got a bit of a cold shoulder... He throws out like, uh, oh, you're looking sexy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> mate, just fucking read the room. Just that is the worst thing you could have said at that worst time, I think. Because you're throwing it out there because you think like, oh, she's annoyed because, she, you know, he doesn't see me. 
as someone he's attracted to or whatever, and then you throw that comment out. I thought it was shit. Not as shit, though, as when someone says to you, you know, do you appreciate, you know, Keisha's feelings are hurt and do you not think you should apologize? Um, well, you would think that, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus Christ. I mean, that bunch of shit houses down the Houses of Parliament, by the way, Chris. Oh, yes. What a fucking bunch of clowns they are. But, I mean, Kwame would do well down there, wouldn't he? Because what a fucking politician. I mean, eventually, he did, you know, after he gives this verbal diarrhea for a while, you know, he did actually get an apology in there somewhere. But it was so fucking painful and drawn out. I just, I don't understand what his problem is there. To, to like, just apologize. Even if you... You don't know exactly what you've done right. If you've hurt someone's feelings unknowingly, right, you should apologize. That's it. There's no fucking, there's no gray areas there. And he, but you just won't fucking have it at all. So, yeah, she's like closed door. And even at the dinner party, she's like, nah, I've, I've got no questions. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the best response, to be honest. Yeah. And, and, it's just weird, isn't it? Because you, you look at them, and I'm happy that she's not with Kwame and, and they can move on, whatever we think. And then you had like, I mean, PJ and Jess came in, don't really care about them, to be honest. But PJ was a great guy. Jess had said, like, I think a mum had gone to see uh, Shanita's mum had gone to see him in <laughs> yeah, action, yeah. Dave, you know, which I thought was quite funny, you know. And, and he's a good guy. Look, it's just, it didn't work out for them. But I, and then it was like, I'd like to say Lara and, and Richie didn't really get much time. They give them a little bit on the last episode, but there's just nothing and they're just like bit part players. But like even Duca, he had a little bit of a chat with Matt, didn't he, at the dinner table saying, why didn't you just tell me? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And Matt's like bullshit. As well, it moved, moved too fast, mate. You know, I couldn't believe it. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. But it was it's fucking bullshit. He doesn't yeah. respect you enough to have that conversation with you. Yes. That is the truth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you had no respect. And obviously, he was probably getting Whitney's side of everything, that how, you know, what Bell and Duca was, and he don't give a shit and all this. I think just Duca was embarrassed. I think he knew that he knew from get-go there was nothing there between them. I mean, he could only say that she made a lovely round of toast for him, Dave, and a brew. And then, well, you're fucked then, aren't you? You are absolutely fucked. <laughs> that was like... Again, I, I think time's been fairly kind to him. I... I I've no doubt he has got full DMs and he's doing all right for himself right now. But I think as the show went on, I think I'm more likely to side, sign, sign, fucking hell, Dave, speak English, side with Duca. Unlike Chris, yourself, who proudly wore the uh, T-shirt, which I haven't printed yet, but the hashtag Team Whitney Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was just one episode. There was a there was a little bit of something that I spotted, and I thought maybe that's why she's been so obnoxious. But I was incorrect there, Dave. But that didn't fall under the reality radar banner, Dave, because I didn't actually prefix it with that, so that doesn't count. What a one mistake. But anyway, one of the things I know we talked about Sophie and Martin it all kicked off, but I was so pleased for Sophie not being with Jonathan. Yeah, so pleased, Dave. That is the right call. He he. He's not going to change. I thought Sophie was lovely. I initially called Sophie out thinking it was Sophie was going to be up her own ass. Oh, she Chris, wasn't. The the edit made us think that. The yes. edit painted her, the woman, 
in quite a bad light, painted her yeah, like yeah. she was this massive money grabber or something, and this yeah. go getter, and she's not going to be satisfied with this, you know, joiner because that's a lower class than him. That's how it was fucking edited for us. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it was completely wrong. And obviously, by the end of it, you were like, Jonathan, you're a cock. But Dave, if, can we move on to the, the last episode then? Because I've got a couple of things I, to say. I will okay. just say, at least, at least Jonathan, when he saw the clips of himself back, at least he said it's wrong. You know what yeah. I said there. But that that is the only bit of evidence that he's actually willing to learn. And I think that is the biggest problem I have with Jonathan is he, he clearly just it, people will tell him these things first of all nicely and then more forcefully, but he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So he's, people like that, they're just not going to learn. So, you know, everyone can make a mistake, but, you know, you've got to fucking learn from it. You do. And, and I think, like, we started that episode before, you know, with Matt and Whitney again, and then we got this, like, Matt's not going to be taking part. He obviously has been fucked off Jack style he's and said, off. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. booted off. And they, they give him a, a nice edit. What annoyed me was Paul said, you know, Mistakes are forgivable. Thank you very much. And they all fuck off. And then we don't see him again. Well, what really got it's my back up is Elvis. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, he's, he's changed that. I've not been practicing as much since last time. But what what really got my back up about that whole thing about them again allowing his behaviour was Mel went in on Thomas and she went in on Jonathan. Yeah. And two people yeah, yeah. I do think needed to be held accountable because the behaviour at times was fucking disgraceful. But again... You have a go at them too, but Matt gets yeah. nothing, who obviously acted worse than anybody on the show, if everything we've heard is to be believed, and I do believe it is. And that's where my your moral compass as an expert fucking is nothing to me. You are no one. You're just reading off a script and you're going along. I mean, Charlene didn't really do much. She seemed to be Switzerland in a lot of it, but Paul and, and Mel were the two that, for me, really got my backs up because I was like, there's no need for you to let him off with that. No matter what's going on in his life, and, you know, it's terrible. He's going for a lot of things with his mum and that. It still doesn't allow you to be a bell and Dave. It doesn't. Mm. You know, yeah, there's yeah. times where you lose your temper when someone's, you know, seriously ill and all that, and, and things get to you and you can't take it. And I have no doubt about that. We've all been through that. I've got no problem. However, it doesn't allow you to be a complete cock with people. And that excuse for me was wearing very thin. And the, the fact that they enabled it, and then went at other yeah. people. And like I say, Jonathan and... Thomas, I agree with what they were saying to them, but 10 minutes earlier, didn't say fuck all, did you? And just let him go off into the sunset. So yeah. I just, I just, yeah, that's just where it, the, the, the barometer of the moral, and the moral compass, shall we say, is fucking skewed as usual on these shows. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you look at each of those chats in a silo, you're like, all right, okay, that's the, that's the approach that you've taken. But to give Matt complete, Pat, a complete pass, and then basically show Thomas all his worst bits, show Jonathan all his worst bits, and you're like, well, hang about, what the fuck's all this about? And you say, maybe, maybe they're doing it in some misguided attempt for this, you know, be kind to Matt kind of thing. What about be fucking kind to everyone else? What yeah. about actually put his fucking feet to the fire and really make him fucking face up to how he's been? And again, the stuff that we've seen, that's nothing to do with, you know, something that is going on in someone's life right now. You can tell because you've met people like it in your life. This is a consistent behavior. We'll get to an email a little bit later, won't we? Where, you know, the, 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 that was nothing to do with the show. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's, it's consistent behavior. So I, I, yeah, I completely agree with you, Chris. That really fucking pissed me off as well. Yeah, I and mean, it's it's just a shame, Dave, that that this is consistently on the shows we've watched this year has been a thing, hasn't it? You know, with Jax, with obviously Matt now, and it, and again, like you say, that the men seem to be able to get away with just bad behaviour, and that's you know, it's been changing as a society, and that's not right. Well, Nikita got tripped off last year, didn't she? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, so good point. Yeah, similar kind of behaviour. Yeah, and it's just weird. A weird double standard where she got chucked off, but Matt doesn't, and he gets a really kind edit. Yeah. I don't get it. And then again, if I'm just looking at those two cases, I say, oh, right, okay, well, that's just those events, and, and we look at those in a, 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 on their own. But then, like I say, the way it, it was with, with other couples as well, the Shanita and Jordan thing, the um, Jonathan and, and Sophie, the whole editing there, there just seems to be this consistent uh, uh, beneficial edit for the blokes. Yeah, again. And, and if you look at one of the other couples we've not even mentioned, Dave, and they were still together. So the two couples that were together, which shows again how bad the experts are because we've got like two couples out of all of them who, who at the end of this process was together was April and George and Jenna and Zoe. And Jenna and Zoe said it's work in the making time. Uh, Jenna works Saturday, Sunday. Zoe works Monday to Friday. So there's an issue there. However, they haven't moved to Manchester, as, as you'd predicted, and they actually said, which was a good call. But it looks like it's working and they're still together. But George and April didn't really get any, a lot of the things they were still saying they loved each other and, uh, you know, the, the making time. She dropped a day down of work. She dropped a day off. She's now four days a week so she could spend quality time and the, the, the experts were all in on that. And, that. and he's sort of thinking, well, they worked, but we know there's been other things in that which we won't get into. But it's also, it's just such a shame that it, it's just everything just didn't work this series again. I know there's going to be people who don't work and, and get fucked off and that. We watch that with like Love is Blind and things like that when they get to the altar and that. But it, it's just purely what Matt had said to Zoe off camera about everyone's just in this for the fame. I think it's more apparent this series than any, and the, the three or four series of maths we've covered properly from start to finish. Yeah. So, I mean, let's speak openly about it. Not opinion, but what are the facts? So it looks like George, it's been reported in a bunch of papers that George was arrested for, what was it, coercive control? Yeah. Now, it looks to me like this has happened after the show. Now, we haven't really talked that much about April, but the fact that she was still in that relationship come the end of the show is no surprise to me at all because the reunion is a scheduled part of the show, isn't it? Yes. She, she wants to make that. And then she'll make the leap to the next fucking reality show. But I, I'm very intrigued about what is the fucking timeline here? Because it, it seems like they're not together now. And from some of the cryptic kind of things that she said, she's very much like, you know, um, oh, I can't remember what she said now, but it, was, it, it made it out that it was really bad. But you look at this reunion and like, oh, you, you're playing it off like it's Love's Young Dream. Or, is that all for the cameras? I mean, for me, it just, I don't know exactly what the equation is, but the answer that's coming out in my head is just fake. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> from from April's side. Now again, uh, who knows what will happen with that thing with George? I mean, coercive control is incredibly hard 
to get a conviction on that. So it, probably nothing, honestly, will will happen of that. But we've said about these, you know, toxic kind of traits that he's got. And what I found weird was when Thomas was saying about, you know, he's sorry to April if he said stuff to upset her and what have you. And, you know, they were arguing down the other end of the table and he was saying, oh, it makes change. It's usually us, isn't it? And George was laughing like a maniac. <laughs> He was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. But it's just, I don't know whether he was geared up for a fight or something. And then, you know, it, it kind of diffused him to say that thing. But uh, I, I thought that was weird. But what I didn't really like was that it came across like Thomas was apologizing for everything. And we'd said, look, he's, he's going past it now. It's, it's becoming bullying. You know, just fucking drop it. And it seems like he's come to that realisation himself. But it made it feel like it was 100% Thomas's fault. And April was just accepting the apology and taking no accountability for her role in it. it you know, in, in that initial kerfuffle itself. Yeah. And, and again, we it was all off camera, so we don't know. But... You know, I, I kind of suspect there was something in that. It didn't just fucking spring up out of nothing. No, and, and I think you're right, because to be fair, I thought it looked like Thomas had just made everything up, and I think he just looked like everything was his fault. I think you're right. I, I think, like, her not taking any accountability for it, saying anything, she wasn't innocent. We know she wasn't there when it initially kicked off because she wasn't well. And, and Thomas was like, you know, the fucking liar and all this. And he's been so adamant that she's been lying and everything mm. that it, it seemed, if I'm being honest, Dave, to me, it felt like Tom was like, oh shit, this is going to ruin any chance of me getting some deals after this show. So I need to just make some sort of apology. I'm not saying he wasn't sincere, but it seemed very calculated the way to do it. And then since then, his social media's like, can I just say I'm apologizing for what I've said, but I still believe she's a liar or something like that. You're like, just let it go. Just let it go. It just seemed really out of character for the whole 28 episodes. And then it's it's great of him to do that and to reflect on it. If he do, does believe it, brilliant. But I just, I wasn't really buying it, if I'm being honest. I, I, I didn't see it exactly the same way as you. I, it came across to me that, you know, when you're in that experiment, it's a pressure cooker, isn't it? And we know as well that there were things going on with his mum and she was having a, an operation, quite a serious one. Uh, I think it was around about the time of the, the homestays or something, I, I, if I remember. Or that, that's at least when it seems to come out on the show. So, but you know yourself, you've been in situations... And like you've got your back up over something, and it's at the time it's the most important thing in the world, and nothing fucking annoys you more than this one thing. And then with a bit of time and space, you just think, yeah, I was a bit of a dickhead there. <laughs> Actually, I did. It didn't fucking matter really. You know why was I acting like that? I don't understand. Sometimes you do act, and then you reflect on it. You're like, yeah, that, uh, I don't like myself how I came across there. So it, it seemed to me that it just, he genuinely just brushed it all off and was just prepared to say, look, this is probably the last time we'll ever see each other. You know, let's not leave with any bad blood. That That's how I took it. Mm. And also, Dave, just finish on Thomas as well. It doesn't look like he's talking to Adrian now either. But that's, uh, yeah, but I don't quite know what's going on there. 
I can't go to all of these Instagram feeds, Chris. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, You're the sleuth, Dave. Yeah, I, so I, I keep hearing this, that, that they're not speaking, but I, I just think that if you're going to be good friends with Thomas, I think there are going to be periods where there are blow-ups and you're not going to be speaking. So I don't know if this is like a, a permanent thing uh, or, you know, it's just a temporary. They've had a bit of a blow-up, but, you know, it'll all be water under the bridge pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So, Dave, have you got anything before anything else to say about this magnificent show before we uh, read our email? So the stuff that we said about the misogyny, the, you know, bad handling of Matt... I think, I, I think, you know, and Whitney to a lesser extent, I, I think is, you know, it needs to be addressed. But for pure drama, which is the thing that we're here for, Chris, it was fucking brilliant. Best <laughs> UK season ever. And it, it, you've always got like a recency bias, haven't you? The, the thing that you've seen the most recently, you know, you like if it's a football match, that, that's the most important one, the one that's just gone. But, well, apart from you, it's 1999. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so I've got a bit of a recency bias, but I think yeah. this is at least on par with the last Australian season, season nine. You know, and we've loved the Aussie seasons, haven't we? But I kind of think that, you know, they might have to step up their game to, to reclaim that top oh. spot now. Well, Dave, I've heard a little whisper about something that happens. I'm not going to say in the Aussie one that's been filmed. I think that might top everything we've seen on <laughs> any of the shows. And I'm not just saying that to big it up, but it's an absolute damp squib. But I agree. I think this has been amazing. And whatever we think of Matt, Whitney, you know, Jonathan, to a lesser extent, people like Kwame and things like that. But they've brought so much to the table that has got my, your juices going. Because we were like, right, we're not doing a daily podcast. It's once a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as it kicks off, all I have to do is <laughs> drop it in there. Maybe I've seen someone on social media. Drop a few tweets to you, Dave. Then you go on Instagram. And here we are, my friend. You know, <laughs> you get sucked in every time. I love it. I, I absolutely love the fact that... Because it's so intense when we did Love Island, isn't it? It's such a commitment. We have our other podcasts as well, but it's a daily podcast and it's you've got to watch it. You've got to find time to record, edit, get it out there. And we love doing it. You know, that's why we do the podcast. We love it. We love talking to each other. Even off the podcast, like yesterday, we talked for an hour and we're like, we should have just done a podcast, shouldn't we? You know, because <laughs> I couldn't commit to the time, but I was out and about doing things and we were just chatting. But I think it's so intense. So with this, we were like, no, we're setting out, this is what we're going to, and I agreed, I'm not just putting this all at your door, I was like, yeah, it's got to be once a week, we can't do it every day, can't do it every day, but something's just happened, uh, are you free? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, let's record, you know, we, we jump, jump on, don't we, so, yeah, I love that, I love that spontaneity of the podcast, and then people tell us off then, they're like, is there a podcast Where today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you doing, you pair of bastards, so, no, it's been good fun again, mate, and I rate this as one of my favourite series ever, I think, it's just been ridiculous, for horrible, not for niceness and, and the fairy tale ending, you know, we got probably Jenna and Zoe, the only fairy tale ending, really, it's just been a fucking shit show, and I fucking love it, Dave. Yeah, absolutely, so if you are listening, Paul, that first tweet was praise, we love the drama, yeah. <laughs> even though all your couples are shit. <laughs> <laughs> apart from of course zoe and jenna well done yeah well done them too so uh, and please 
stay together, please, because otherwise the experts, it's fucking waste of time, you know, even being expert. <laughs> Today, we've had an email, and obviously, uh, this is from one of our friends, Nikki, and she's just put Maths UK. Hi, Chris and Dave. Just wanted to say thanks to the podcast. I wanted to share a story about Matt that I learned from a girl I know. She grew up near Matt, and he asked her out when she was a teenager. When she said no, he started kicking bins and kicking off like a bell end. I might even have to watch Love Island to keep listening to the podcast, Nikki. So we don't know the full story there, Dave, but I am not shocked by that little story from Nikki. So thank you for that, Nikki. Um, that revelation sort of fits with the whole profile of Matt, I think. Yeah, I, I think it, it does line up. Obviously, we can't verify it. We're not professional journalists. Uh, but yeah, it definitely lines up, doesn't it? And it says, the email says, Chris, when she was a teenager... Just kind of wondering, like, you know, where... No, no, no. <laughs> don't even say it. Just, just leave it at that. Let's just, just leave me it off. <laughs> you, know, you know where I was going, obviously. Yeah, just, no. We've been and podcasting for too long. <laughs> no, because you've been telling me off if I was saying it. <laughs> Let's just, just leave it at that. I yeah. wonder what age he was. Yeah, I fucking bet he was anyway. <laughs> So, <laughs> you've done a Chris Phelps on me, right? So, a massive thank you to everyone as always. Thanks for coming along for the journey, guys. It's been amazing. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at cdrealitycast, please get over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. Massive thank you as always to Charlene for running and moderating the, the Facebook page. I think we're nearly at 400 um, sub, uh, subscribers, Dave, 400 friends on there for our community. So thank you so much, guys. And it's just been such a ride. We've had such, such uh, good fun. If you do want to support us a bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. So today's Roll Call of Honor and final Roll Call of Honor for this series of maths is Cassie, Megan, Kate, Annabeth, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Jacqueline, Amy, Joanna, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Luda Green, and Ken Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. It's been absolutely brilliant. No, it's fantastic. And again, thanks to yourself, mate. It's been brilliant going through this whole season. Maths, for me, still remains top of the pile in terms of series that, you know, I, I just absolutely enjoy. And most episodes... I'll finish it off and then they'll show a clip for tomorrow. I'm like, oh, crap, I need to wish the day away again. So it's been absolutely amazing. We're going to take at least a couple of days out, aren't we, just to yeah. recharge a little bit and then we'll see what we're going to do next. I know that Love is Blind Series 3 has dropped, or at least the four, first four episodes have, but not committing to that one just yet. We'll, we'll have a look at the calendar and see what we can figure out. Brilliant. All right. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye now. <laughs>